Merry Flixmas to us. Welcome back to Christmas and Chill. I'm Katrina. I'm Algus. And today we'll be covering Princess Switch. Why did we choose this movie, Katrina? First of all, if you just look at it, it's got major star power. If I just look at it, there's no mention of Christmas in the name. True. Or any Christmassy things in the imagery. All it is is, let's see, uh, snowflakes and two women on a cover. It implies heavily that it's Christmas without really stating it. And that's what I really like about this movie. Off the bat, they're showing it they're not necessarily telling it okay yeah so i really appreciate it uh this movie knows how to be nuanced and uh and we know right from the get-go that that it's going to be pretty good the the name of the movie princess switch with the cover i feel like you could write a whole plot based on those things and i think this movie did that and it did it well okay off to a very strong start we wanted to introduce a new little segment that we like to call Suzanne Explains It All. A friend of the podcast, Suzanne, had some feedback for us following our Christmas Inheritance episode. Well, for one, she did not appreciate Algus's negative opinions about everything. Oops. I don't apologize for anything. He should. It wasn't very nice. But anyway, <laughs> I guess you're allowed... To, sorry. You're allowed to feel how you feel, always. Right. So anyway, she wanted to take some time to explain why these movies are the way they are. So here's a a quote from her via text. She denied recording. Every Christmas movie takes giant leaps to pull at your heartstrings. That's why there's always a missing parent and people fall in love so easily. Like, you just need to let go a little bit. You just need a little bit of magic. Yeah. Which I think our problem with Christmas Inheritance was there wasn't enough magic. But it was, from my opinion, a pretty negative movie. Anyway, let's dive into Princess Switch, which is a great film. Yeah, pull me out before I get too negative. Yeah, you're already starting. Something that we've already closed up. (laughs) Yeah, we've already closed that issue. So, Princess Switch, uh, let's do the synopsis. Here we go. Stacey DeNovo is a baker in Chicago dumped about a year ago by her worthless boyfriend. She bakes with her best friend and hunky sous chef, Kevin Richards, and is godmother to his daughter, Olivia. Stacy and Kevin are invited to Belgravia's International Christmas Baking Competition, where the Prince of Belgravia is about to marry the Duchess of Montanaro. Stacy, Kevin, and Olivia agree to join the bake-off and arrive in Belgravia setting up for the show. Stacy runs into Lady Margaret, the Duchess of Montanaro. They realize they are twins. The plan is devised to switch roles for two days, returning before the royal wedding and before the bake-off. Mayhem ensues. Each leading lady falls for the switched man, They switch back, and both are very sad. They realize they should be with their respective partners. The prince proposes to Stacy. Kevin and the Duchess date. The prince and Stacy marry one year later, and the Duchess catches the bouquet. The end. All right, well, let's dive right in to this very fantastic movie. Yeah, so opening scene on a big city, but it's decidedly Chicago. It is definitely Chicago this time. There is no doubt in our minds. We open on Stacy's Sweet Treats, which is a very large bakery on what appears to be somewhere near Michigan Avenue. So definitely downtown Chicago. Yeah, and this bakery, it throws off the scent right from the get-go. You see uh, an attractive protagonist. Yep. And then she's got a hunk who works with her. Yeah. But it's really throwing you off. You think that these people are going to be... 
people who are going to end up together by the end. But there's different things coming your way. Yeah, definitely. Something that I noticed right off the jump and is that it's a huge space in downtown Chicago where you know the rent is off the chickety chain. And one of the customers comes is checking out and says, this is Chicago's best kept secret. And it's like, if no one knows about it and it's on Michigan Avenue in a monstrous space where she's paying an enormous amount of rent, how are we exactly keeping these doors open? But you know what? Maybe that lady just wasn't in the know. Maybe she thinks it's a secret. There are plenty of places that are very popular and people think that they're special when they go there. True. Yeah, they very well could be. They did seem to make every customer feel special. Right. Maybe that's the magic. Ooh, I like that. Which magic, by the way, one of the reasons that I like this movie is magic is abound. Oh, yeah. We will definitely talk about the mystery man that shows up numerous times, and he always packs magic. This movie nails magic. Yeah. Seamless. Absolutely seamless. Thought that I didn't finish is so these two hunky protagonists that obviously would look great together, but this is going to be purely platonic, the uh, the goddaughter uh, pops in. Yeah, so this is Kevin's daughter, Olivia. You don't know where the mom is on the scene? Like, in the beginning, you might assume that the mom is still on the scene, but we find out later that she is not. But she's not dead, unlike most of the other movies. Yeah. During this scene, there's, what are we going to do for the holidays? There's a cooking contest in Belgravia. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I haven't gotten over my old boyfriend yet. Yeah, I miss Christmas. Last year with him was so special, and I'm not going to have him this time. And Bummer, bummer, bummer. Sad, sad me. And he's like, it was like a year ago. Yeah. You need to... Time to move on. But, nay, but a few minutes after this, she... uh, She even says, I'm not ready to move on. Yeah. But then she runs into the boyfriend who is like way moved on. Oh, but before she meets the boyfriend, we meet the magic man. Magic man. (laughs) Magic man is this old wise man who appears several times throughout the movie. Um, Yes, and the magic man is at, like, the Salvation Army bucket, taking donations, being a bell ringer. And, and he's just got this shit-eating grin on his face all the time because he knows that he's mischief out. man. He's mischief man. I like what he says to her, you know, I didn't know every time I put money in the Salvation Army bucket I was supposed to make a Christmas wish or make a wish. But he says, oh, Christmas wishes tend to have a way of coming true. And she thinks she's going to get her boyfriend back. Oh, bad news, though. Runs into the ex-boyfriend. Is that the ex-boyfriend or is that an ex-boyfriend? No, I think that's the one. Oh. Yeah. That's the ex-boyfriend. Oh, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, yeah. They said his name and then she I thought it was like a childhood crush. Never mind. No, no. That was like the actual boyfriend. All right, but anyway, she bumps into him and it's kind of those, uh, that awkward, oh, we must like each other, but nope. Out from left field comes this girl. Yep, new girlfriend is here. She comes in. Very possessive. They do a hot, deep kiss on the street, even though it seems like they were just in the same store together, like they have not been apart for long. Yeah, it's like she kisses him like I used to lick things in elementary school to take possession of that. (laughs) She was basically (laughs) peeing on him to (laughs) possess ownership. That's what she was doing. But she was like, she was like, hi, I'm Stacy. He must have mentioned me. And she was like, no, he never did. And I'm like, first of all, what are you hiding? Do you still love her too, man? Yeah, why wouldn't you be honest about your past exes? Especially a very recent past ex. Like, all of this has happened in the last year. Yeah, anyway, maybe maybe they did discuss it, but she just wants to put a knife in her. Yeah, like, rude. You are out of the picture, girl. Either way, in that moment, she is convinced to commit to the baking contest. Yeah, because she committed to the baking contest. Is a, it is a big F you. <laughs> Jam it up. 
And yeah, big jam it up. Uh, you don't see that a lot in Christmas movies where there's kind of retaliatory participation in something to move the plot along. You know what, though? Maybe that was the little kick in the rump that she needed. But I like that. Yeah. It's good motivation. No, I, w- I was glad, actually, that she ran into him because I think that was necessary for her closure. Mm-hmm. All right. Then they get uh, taken to Belgravia. Yeah, they fly into Belgravia. And they take a rental car. No, uh, they fly in with, like, a tiny plane. Yeah. Like like an island hopper, some kind of... Oh, yeah. I asked if it was a biplane, and then you had some, like, explanation for what biplanes look like. Because a anyway. biplane has two sets of wings oh for God. everyone out there who wants to learn about <laughs> aviation. And I just don't it care. Is, but... I'm like, is that a World War II plane? <laughs> no. It's just a, a small regional propeller jet. So they get to their house. They're like Airbnb. Well... Oh, you want to talk the, about things before that. Well, yeah. As they're pulling into the house, they're also in a rental car that's slipping in the snow. So I think... The, Good attention to detail that this is a small country without... Not a lot of tourism, maybe. Not a lot of resources. So, like, rental cars are kind of on the cheap. Transportation is small. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, there are English carolers here. Oh, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Even though we don't know really what origin Belgravia is. Yeah, it's hard to pin down what region this Belgravia might be in. Yeah, is it like, well, Belgrade is what I think of, which yeah, is what not, I think of too. not even close to where they seem to be because it kind of has a German-ish feel or like Swiss. Yeah, maybe. Somewhere in the mountains. Maybe the Alps. Somewhere. You know what? I got this totally wrong with uh, with where they filmed Christmas Prince, because apparently it was in Romania, so I could be totally wrong again. All right, so this could also be Romania. We'll, have to, we, we'll maybe fact check that later. Probably not. It'll probably be a friend of the podcast bringing it up. But they do speak in English accents. They do speak, yes. Again, speaking in English accents as the people in the royalty. Um, but anyway, uh, getting sidetracked here. So they've got the, the house is like gorgeous and enormous. It seems to be like the Airbnb of your dreams. Mm -hmm. It almost is like the house from elf, but like a two story, like a big two story. I am willing to bet money that the set is from elf. They must have borrowed it. It's possible. I mean, there's a lot of white, like it's not a normal home interior. No, but it's also much bigger than the elf, whatever. I mean, they camera, could have built it out a little angles, more. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Judged it up a little differently. So they get settled in. They go to a Christmas village, which I love how all these movies have like a Christmas village. Yeah, it's magical. Where like all the Christmas, it's like a Chris Kindle market mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It is magical. And speaking of magical, the magic Guess guy. Guess who's back? That magic man. Magic man. So he's the same guy from Chicago, but he's in Belgravia working one of the Chris yeah. Kendall Market booths. And when they're like, do I know you? Were you in Chicago? And he was like, how could I have been in Chicago? And again, that shit-eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> He just can't help it. But you know, he's got that, like, he's got those fluffy eyebrows and that twinkle in his eye, and you're just like... He's like, he's in control of your destiny, and there's nothing you can do about it, and he's going to enjoy it. Yeah. And then, again, he has a, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Right. That's a theme I forgot to touch on that I meant to back in Chicago. (laughs) That that was, A, a quote from who, John Lennon? Oh, are they John Lennon quotes? There are a lot of quotes in this movie well that was one that got repeated so that one was in chicago that's what kevin said uh-huh. when stacy's like stacy doesn't like to do things outside of the norm or outside of the schedule mm-hmm. so put a pin in that yeah, schedule we'll put a pin in schedule we'll touch back on that later circle back table that for now what were, what were we talking <laughs> so, okay, about okay <laughs> we got the magic man he's oh here i wrote it down it's life is what happy happens when you're busy making other plans that's what i said okay <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and he explains, too, the magic man explains that the Duchess and the Prince are getting married, and they don't know what the Duchess looks like because she's camera shy. Mm-hmm. But that she, it's rumored that she'll be at the baking competition. Ooh. So that's exciting. They go to get ready at the baking competition because Stacy has a very strict schedule to stick Which, to. by the way, so they land in this country in a <laughs> tiny plane because they don't have normal airports. Right. Yet the movie studio is ginormous. It's like the same size as like... The Discovery Channel Studios in D.C. Like, I'm thinking maybe it's building. a shared building with, like, naming rights on it. Like, that's the only office building in Belgravia. That's their propaganda ministry, and so it's important for it yes. to be a big building. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> maybe I like that's this. it. Oh, man. Dark yeah, because this is kind of a government show, is it not? Yeah, I guess so. It's put on by... Yeah, because, like, the royal family was on the invitation. Yeah, if you want to have a monarchy in modern society, you got to have tight control over messaging. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's why this Maybe it is a government building. Maybe it is. It feels very fishy. Hmm. But I don't think anything ever comes of it. This is just no, our just normal suspicion. going down a rabbit hole trying to explain things. So she bumps into her ex-classmate. Yeah, from the Cordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu. She's very snotty. She's like, I won the competition last year. Yeah, she is a dislikable character. I don't like her. No one likes her. She's very snotty. And even, like, I think her partner is very disgruntled with her snottiness. Although I feel like he is loyal to her. Yeah. I feel like he's cast to just be like... This big hulking man mm-hmm. who supports anything she does. Yeah. It's like in those cartoons where there's like a little mouse and a big mouse and the little mouse like tells the big mouse what to do because the big mouse is big and stupid. Yeah, it's like a cronk from people who remember the Emperor's new groove. Oh, wow. I never actually saw that movie. Yeah, it's kind of a cronk in whatever the Queen's relationship is in that movie. <laughs> okay. Good reference. <laughs> So, the crazy lady, the cordon bleu lady, spills coffee all over Stacy's nice apron that she's going to use for the bake-off. So Stacy goes to, like, try and clean it up in the bathroom. And while she's going to the bathroom... She bumps into her doppelganger. Which is Lady Margaret Delacorte, the Duchess of Montanaro. Oh man. So they look almost exactly the same, except the Duchess's hair is super dumb and is, like, in a helmet formation. Yep, and she's like, if you want to come and bake the cake for my wedding... She's like, I feel they're not really getting the direction for my wedding. Yeah, so she meets somebody who just looks like her and assumes that she's going to be a great Which cake baker. We should address that from a logistics standpoint, both of these people are Vanessa Hudgens, star yeah. of High School Musical. Right, which explains the great acting. Yeah, well, I know how you feel about High School Musical, first of all, so let's not even go there. <laughs> I have no opinions because I don't... Have I seen it? You've episode? totally seen the whole show. Okay. And it's not a show, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. I guess I have. You've seen it and you were disgruntled. Okay. <laughs> because the popular kids took over for the nerds and it bothered you. Right, yeah, the nerds needed... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to the other works of Vanessa Hudgens. So basically they decide within an hour they're going to have a consultation about the wedding cake. Yeah. Which is basically like the Duchess just wants to get Stacy alone so she can con her into this little plot she just right. cooked yeah, up. I, I wrote in my notes, bait and switch. It was so a complete bait and switch. It was like, I was going to bake you a cake, but actually uh, I have be to me? switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a career opportunity of a lifetime. Maybe make some big bucks, pay for the trip. Yep. But nope. I'm going to be letting you live the life of a normal person. And she says, okay. Yeah, because, very, oh, because... Because low risk, supposedly. 
Well, low risk. And when they were in the Christmas village, Olivia, the little goddaughter, is so adorable, saw the ballet and she was like, I want to be part of the ballet. And Kevin was like, you know, we can't afford that, Olivia. Right. And then... And then the Duchess is like, oh, I can hang this over their heads. She's like, I can make her have a scholarship this summer so she could be in the ballet. I would have gotten this in writing. Like, this is... Yeah, it feels very... from the get-go. First of all, they have the bait and switch early on. And then they just have a verbal promise of, yeah, I'll pay for that ballet school. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm. Mm. I'd be skeptical. You know what? It seemed... If you met somebody who looked exactly like you, but wouldn't you assume they were the evil twin? Right. But she who's doesn't. the evil twin here? Well, but, maybe that's... But Stacy's so the good oh, one. Here, another thing that I like about this movie is uh, moral ambiguity. There is, There are no good uh-huh. guys, bad guys. It's just who's good for who. Yeah. Well, there are bad guys like the Cordon Bleu lady, but that's yeah. like it. I mean, she's, she's, she's like a, a minor character. nasty person, and nastiness just isn't good. It does not beget you. And also it's mentioned in this scene while, like, Kevin and Olivia are off to the side that she really wants her dad to date Stacy, even though they've been, like, best friends forever. So that's that's already laid out for us that the daughter wants this. So mm-hmm. when the switch happens, we'll see what goes down, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then shortly after this, uh, shortly after this, I have in all caps, uh, lost parents. Somebody has some lost parents in here. Mm, yeah, so Olivia's mother, I guess, was just kind of a deadbeat and, like, they threw her out of their lives. Right. Gotta have that in the movie. Forgot to mention that uh, the prince's limo almost hits a lip. Oh, no. Almost hits Stacy in the streets. Yeah, earlier on, it has that trope of, like, who's this jerk? And then later, oh, it's Prince Charming. Yeah. And Prince Charming is actually charming. And it wasn't the prince who was being a bad driver. It was his driver being a bad driver. Right. It really wasn't his fault. But she still gave him, like, the selfish jerk treatment. All right. So let's get to the switch. Okay, so they do switch. So the Duchess, how should we refer to them going forward? Because it's going to be like Duchess, Stacy. Do we call them by Margaret? Duchess a la Stacy and Stacy a la Duchess? Or like Baker Duchess? (laughs) No, that doesn't work either. Incognito Duchess and Incognito Stacy. Incog princess, Incog Stacy. It doesn't flow off the tongue. What about, ooh, there was another lost parent thing. The Duchess lost both her parents. Right. Let's get to that, though. Let's talk about the switch montage. Stacy has to learn how to be Lady Margaret. Lady Margaret has to learn how to be Stacy. So they, like, put on each other's clothes. Stacy gets her hair cut, so it's the Duchess's size and shape. And then they have to, like, learn how to walk and talk like each other. And it's all funny because they're, like, bad at it. But they get the hang of it because they're Vanessa Hudgens and they're the best actress that Netflix ever hired. Yeah, there's just some awkward things that they say, like, Stacy, when she's being the Duchess, is like, the accommodations are top draw, which, like, doesn't make sense. And Stacy, or fake Stacy, says, like, catch some Z's. Yeah, they're very funny about trying to play people who are trying to be the other person. Right. It's very... And they, they did actually a really good job. Like, the funnies are actually funny in this movie. Yeah, they are. Like, I... I LOL'd quite a few times. But they go over the Duchess's family tree and Edward's family tree so that she's not confused. Mm -hmm. Edward is supposed to be out of town for the next two days, so that's why this was like a safe space. But surprise, there's a knock at the door. Knock at the door. Guess who it is? Oh, Sparks immediately. And he's like, you seem different. Mm-hmm. And well, because she is. She's Hello. a different person. Yeah. She also gets close with the staff really quickly. She like Mrs. Donatelli, who's yeah. the, the print, the, sorry, the Duchess's servant attendant. Um, I call them servants in my notes. Okay. Well, the Duchess's servant then. Yeah. Um, who's been her servant since she was a little girl. And she just, you know, was like, what do you, what do you like about this job? You know, she warms up real quick. It's yeah. nice. It's a nice Midwestern touch out of Stacey. 
mystery. So right away, like Mrs. Donatelli goes from hard exterior shell to like soft and ready, mm-hmm. ready to make this happen. And okay, so the prince, knock, knock, prince is going to stay these next two days. Oh crap, what are we going to do? But they both finish each other's sentence of like a very organized person thing to say, which is yeah. a goal without a plan is just a wish. And they're like dreamily looking into each yeah, other's some eyes. Some more quotable quotes. Like this movie is just full. Uh-huh. Someone just went through like a quote calendar and just ripped out pages and stuck them in a script. This this movie's littered with these things. But they fit in nicely. <laughs> so she goes to bed. Everybody goes to bed. Next morning, get up. She goes downstairs to have breakfast with her soon-to-be in-laws. To have not just breakfast, but tang. It looks like tang on the table. It does not like, look like orange juice. It does not look like mimosas. It is definitely like orange soda or tang. Maybe that's a Belgravian <laughs> delicacy. <Yeah. laughs> they just love powdered orange drink. Yeah. They're very fond of it. Belgravia. Belgravian juice. Belgravian powder juice. So I loved that. So she has a quick, awkward breakfast with them. And oh, and that's right. She doesn't know yet that the fiance is not gone because he just stopped by last yeah. night to be like, well, goodbye. So she actually, Vanessa Hudgens killing it again with a really good surprise splutter while she's sipping her tea and the fiance mm-hmm. walks in or mm-hmm. the prince walks in. Like she actually like runs tea down her face and it's funny. It's great acting. It is really good acting. And she says silly things that she thinks are British slash Belgravian like, how smashing! Yes, and they're all like, "Who is this? Yep. Something's wrong." Um, it maybe it's a statement in this movie of how stereotypes are inaccurate. Like when you mm. try to act in a stereotypical way, it's not gonna help you hide. It's just over the top. You're actually drawing attention to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Just chill out a little bit with the stereotypes. Yeah, chill out. What you yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. Okay, my next set of notes is back in the house with uh, Princess learning how to cook breakfast. Oh, yeah, she does a terrible job. Uh, she burns the toast in a toaster. Yeah, which she burns the pancakes, too. I, I think the burning toast in the toaster is the funniest part, because that's comically <laughs> stupid. Saw a stupid meme about this the other day, about how, you know, the toast burns at four, but let's make the controls go to eight. <laughs> and then it smokes at, like... <laughs> smokes at, like, three. Yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't know how to make toast, because she's a duchess, and she's always had that done for her. Right. Maybe she put it in twice? Who knows? Yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah, but uh, but it's not the bad... The bad cooking just makes the uh, goddaughter a little suspicious, but what really does it is yeah. her inability to do the secret handshake. And then her phone rings and it says Stacy DeNovo as the person calling. Yep. That's a big giveaway. So anyway, the, Olivia figures it out and she's excited because she's like, well, I guess I better tell you who I am she and what we did. She gets to hang out with... She gets to hang out with royalty for two days. Pretty much. And she's real jazzed about it. And she's like, maybe I could parent trap my dad. Which fits into everyone's schedule. Yes, it does. I highlighted schedule. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if there would be a word, what's it called, a word map? Where like oh, yeah, yeah. words, where the ones that are more frequent are bigger. Mm-hmm. So I think schedule, it would be like the biggest word that right. pops up all the time. It's always pronounced as schedule. Do we have time in our schedule? Schedule. I, I feel like the writers in this movie were just like, guys, They just schedule. spelled it like S-H-H. Schedule <laughs> sounds so funny. Let's put it in the script. As it's many what, times as we can. It's what British Belgravian people would say, so we have to. So, you know, it fits into this schedule that she's going to go to the stables and ride with the dudio, the and, prince. And it fits Stacy's personality of someone who always has to stick to a schedule. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Which so does the prince. How 
convenient. All of a sudden, she goes from being this impromptu, on a whim, everything to this very structured person that he can really relate to. Yep. So that's Not that he really knew her to begin with. Right, they met like twice. He didn't get a, the best vibes from her. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, someone's just as organized and uptight as I am. And here's her trying to be like... Uh, Belgravian, where she's like, a warm horse is a happy horse, and there's nothing better than a happy horse, and it's just a very good silly. Yeah, I love how she makes up Belgravian traditions to help or, explain their Montanaro idiosyncrasies. Yeah, yeah that's how, what it is. how to explain her idiosyncrasies. I love it. Yeah, when she like messes something up with etiquette, she's like, oh, in Montanaro, we. Yeah. <laughs> So even though she falls off the horse, yeah, she vaults like straight up and over it. She learns to ride it pretty quickly. Well, because the prince comes over and helps her get on it. Yeah, but I've let's talk I've, about her entrance. I've ridden a oh her entrance. She comes in. She's h o t t hot. Yeah, h a w t. Like her, they slow mo her walking in in her sweet riding gear, and when she vaults over the horse, she's like, the pants must have shrunk in the royal wash. And then she does uh, silly lunges. Which is great. It's it's good. Yeah. And then they go out uh, into the green screen mm-hmm. Very green screen mountains. To have a little romantic talk. And she wants to talk about foreign policy. Yeah. And he's like, basically, the woman's place is in the kitchen. Yeah, so we have like a little feminist moment in here. Yeah. Uh, to show that this is not okay. Yeah. But I, I think this shows the prince's good side because he's somebody who actually listened yeah. and was like, yeah, that's that's a good point. And then later in the movie, he kind of turns around and is like, yeah, I, I want to make this work. This is someone who I will potentially spend the rest of my life with. So, I'm, And a warm horse is a happy horse. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to make sure that... Uh, that things are good. So they uh, they actually come back angry from the mountains because... Well, yeah, um, she's pretty pissed at him. She's because, pretty pissed. Because he just basically put down all of her ideas. It was mm-hmm. like, why don't you worry about the wedding, sweetie? And then we're back at the house. Uh, and the princess rips up the schedule. Well, yeah, the Duchess Baker, so like the fake Stacy... Mm-hmm. Is like schedule or schedule what schedule and like rips it up, yeah. Which gives me like the worst anxiety because I know that if Stacy was depending on that to get through <laughs> their thing, I was like, <gasps> you know. But what? also, do you have that saved on your phone? Or do phones not work in Belgravia? They do though. Well, some people are paper people, mm-hmm. especially some persnickety organized people that I know. They're very paper oriented. Oh, like me. <laughs> Oh, like your wife. <laughs> that wasn't directed towards anybody. Okay, well, uh, I have to mention, too, there's a constant showdown between the prince's servant and Mrs. Donatelli. Yeah, I wrote down servant chemistry. Well, so, I think she keeps putting him in his place. Like, he wants to be all, eh, eh, something weird is going on here. And she's like, make sure you check the toilet, Jim. Yeah, I love it. It's two good characters. He's desperately trying to sniff her out because the king told him to. Yeah, I mean, he's just being a good servant. But he's also, like, not suave at all. He is, and he's also kind of like a royalist. Yeah. Or a monarchist, I think they would call that. Somebody yeah. who's, like, super into the monarchy and the way tradition needs to work. And he doesn't, like... Poor people. He doesn't. <laughs> Peasants. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't like any kind of peasantry. No. The so then Kevin and fake Stacy and Olivia are mm-hmm. back in the Chris Kindle market because they don't have to stick to the schedule anymore because mm-hmm. she ripped it the hell up. Schedule. Well, then it's not a schedule because it's fake Stacy. In my mind, it's always a schedule. Okay, fine. So they're making ornaments in the Chris Kindle market because apparently, just like free crafts abound. And Magic Man is does the hot good magic, to see magic, two magic. people in love. 
And they're like, who's in love? Oh, so then Olivia goes up to sit on Santa's lap and tell him what he wa- what she wants. New mom. Well, she says new ballet slippers, because she wants to get into that school, a skateboard, and a new mom. And that puts everyone in an awkward situation. And everyone's like, Ugh. but don't worry, we're going to break the tension with a snowball fight. Yep, snowball fights are a great way to release sexual tension. Yep, and especially when there's a third wheel. So this is like a direct repeat of Christmas Prince, where... There's a child third wheel, mm-hmm. and there's two adults snowball fighting. And they really had to force them falling on top of each other. They did. They had to work hard for that this time. It wasn't natural, but they made it happen. Uh, meanwhile, in the palace, the prince and the duchess are having a little romance by the portrait of Granny, where he's saying, like, I'm sorry, I was such a boob, telling you mm-hmm. to keep your place, but you remind me of my grandma, who was very rebellious. And here's her picture. Mm-hmm. And look at the cool uh, pendant she's wearing. Yep. He's big man. He knows when he done wrong. And, <laughs> Christ. Uh, uh, by the way, the palace looks very nice. It is I nice. I just want to say. I said it looked like a bigger version than Downton Abbey Castle. It's like the it's, same it's, layout. It's, it's brighter. It is brighter. Yeah, it seems uh, to be more skylight. Let's see. I, I feel like the, the prince always has, like, dreamy eyes. He always has, like, F me eyes, for sure. Yeah. Where he, like... Is going to do you with his eyeballs. I felt... To the point that it's, like, uncomfortable, where I'm like, can you talk to your mother? I felt a touch <laughs> of his eyes while watching the movie. I think you were in, more into The Prince than I was. Because I said he's not that hot, and you were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I feel like he's a, he's maybe my type. Yeah, I don't know. He's not 100% it for me, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe I'm just into Hunky Bakers. So this is uh, about the time of the movie where I had uh, a little epiphany yeah. that there should be a new genre of movie called Royal Imposter. Like royal imposter <laughs> genre of movie. Just because we've covered two? I mean... And we'll probably cover a third? Yeah, there's more royal imposter movies. Like what? Isn't Prince... No, Princess Diaries is real. Real, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, she's an actual princess. She just doesn't know. I don't know. I, I feel like this is, uh, this is an equation that works in movies. I mean, I'm happy. I'm not mad. Well, because you can put insert yourself as... A normal person. A normal person. And you can royal. fantasize about stepping into I mean, into you watched the royal wedding right along with me this year, bub. I did. And did you fall into the fantasy? I don't know. Maybe. TBD. Maybe. TBD. There's a lot to be loved with royal things. So then there's a ball. The charity bowl. Charity bowl. They have a very Beauty and the Beast intro where he's like waiting at the bottom of the steps and she comes down in her big dress. And he... And it almost makes Beauty and the Beast music. It's like... And then, like, yeah. changes notes. Yep. <laughs> Netflix likes to rip off Beauty and the Beast. Thing. A lot. So. Well, I mean, it was it was a good movie about Stockholm Syndrome. Was, why not? Why not copy? It worked. Copy the classics. Our whole generation has built our love story on Beauty and the Beast, so why not? Uh, and... Uh, they meet the, under the mistletoe. They meet under the mistletoe. He and, denies her a kiss, though. Yeah, because he's not ready for that yet. Well, probably because they haven't kissed yet, but she doesn't, like, know that. Uh, who knows? Uh, so then, uh, do we cut the prince's parents are like, why don't you play the piano a little bit? Before we come to that, I want to talk about something that Algus will probably edit out on me because it's the hottest debate we had about this movie. And that is whether or not the neck wear for the Royal men looks a little too much like a Nazi symbol. (laughs) It's the iron cross It's a German symbol that the Nazis used a lot. So I don't know. I feel like we could have used a different symbol. Maybe. There's no swastika on it, just to be clear, but it's very reminiscent of World War II movies where you're like, oh no, that's a bad guy. So you see it, you're like, oh no, are these bad people? (laughs) 
all you listening, Google Iron Cross, and you'll see what it is. And but you'll see what I mean. Yep, you you decide. <laughs> yeah, write into our non-existent social media and tell us whether or not you think it's a Nazi symbol in this movie. And tag your answer with hashtag this movie racist or this movie not racist. Hashtag either I'm with her or I'm with him. <laughs> I think that stands for other things. You might find some Hillary Clinton things in there. All right, after you get over some of the possible... Symbolism. German culture slash Nazi history symbolism. The parents of the prince, they are like, oh, we heard you're a great piano player. Why don't you show us some piano tunes? And, and this she's is, like, oh, snap, I don't play the piano. This is where the prince is a true gentleman, and he realizes the struggle. He realizes she's paralyzed by fear here. Yep, and he pretty much takes over and lets her like play a couple of notes. Yeah, they play Carol of the Bells, so she just plays the low part, which is basically three notes, except she does actually hit it when there's the transition part. Yeah, so she does pretty well, but the prince is he's, he's a good man. And when they finish the song, he does like a really hot reach around the other side of her to like hit the low note. Yeah, so he, he showboats a little bit, which is kind of what you need, because otherwise if you see somebody do a, a crappy duet, like it's not fun. Yeah. But he knows that like, okay, this is somebody new, and they have stage fright slash don't know how to play the piano at all. <laughs> Squeeze, they're not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but but he does. he's not there to embarrass her, he's there to lift her up. Yeah, which is really great. I, I did yeah. admire that in him. Yep. And uh, he, like, stands up and, oh, the glove kiss is just, mm. Yep. Uh, the uh, magic man is also at the royal ball. He is. So Stacy goes, Stacy slash the duchess, goes outside to uh, take in a little private time. And she goes out to the gazebo and the mystery man's waiting for her outside. <laughs> All right. So they have fun at the ball. Uh, so let's go back to the house with the actual princess. Wait. Yeah, yeah. So uh, fake Stacy slash the actual duchess. She's getting ready, and then Hot Guy wants toothpaste. Yeah, so Kevin walks in with his flippin' shirt off and his pajama pants on. Oh my god, our couch got so wet at that moment. Okay, you admitted that guy is stupid ripped. Like, it's a little absurd. The man did some work prior to this movie. Yep, he was... He He didn't eat many carbs. He did his crunches before the scene. There was more than crunches. (laughs) The boy did some planks. (laughs) So anyway, he looks amazing, and the princess is like on the phone with Stacy and she's like, have you ever seen Kevin with his shirt off? She's like, have you ever seen the friends in a tuxedo? Yep. They're totally fawning over. Which you said he looks good in Hugo Boss, which adds <laughs> Nazi parallels. Okay. So then we go back to uh, the castle where uh, we're going to go on a little yep, sleigh we're ride. We're into next day. So we're at the beginning of day two. Yep. And they're leaving the castle, and the two guards look hung over. They like, either look like they're 14 or like they're hung over or both. They're so disheveled. Their they're like uniforms slouching. Are, you know, they're slouching. <laughs> they look sickly. Their uniforms don't look prim and proper. No, they're not pressed at all. They're, they're like loose. <laughs> <laughs> they, look. <laughs> they look a mess. It, it looks is, a bit of a mess, doesn't it? <laughs> it is a bit of a mess. And her dress, this is just one point where I was like, wow. Her dress is obviously way too short for a duchess. Like, none of the duchesses of England would get away with that kind of skirt length. And it is very obvious. But Vanessa Hudgens got some gams. 
and they mm. need to be seen. So they find out that the orphanage has no budget for presents. Right. The orphanage for which they had the charity ball the night before. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what are you talking about? We did a charity ball just for you guys. And they're like, uh, that just like keeps the lights on, guys. Yeah, they're like, we don't, that all that money's earmarked. So no budget for presents. So Stacy, who is not impulsive. She's not. Has an idea. But she's very generous. She is very generous. She has yeah. a big heart, and she knows what's right. Yeah, she is very principled. So that's really what's got. Well, because we, the only reason we know that is because, like, at the beginning, she's giving money to charity. So that's a Netflix code for for good person. Good person gives to charity. All right. So then they go to the toy store. Uh, then they play some sexy twister. Yep, in her too short skirt, where there's very close to the big room. <laughs> Yep. All right, so... In the toy store, there's a run-ins. Fake Stacy and real Stacy are in the toy store at the same time. Miss Donatelli sees. She fakes sick, like she's going to pass out. And the Duchess pretends to drop an earring from her Aunt Louise. And the Mystery Man also shows up to help, because that's what he does. And Magic he's like, man. He's, he's like, I don't have enough petrol in my car. Can you come help me? And he goes in to ask Kevin and fake Stacy if they can help. And... They're like, sure, sure. Okay, then uh, they're, after this, there's a kiss. Whoa, what? Where? The second mistletoe scene. Yes, that's right. So they go back to the orphanage with, well, first they go home. They mm-hmm. wrap all the gifts. She makes all these awesome Christmas cookies. And they're like, where did the Duchess of Montanaro learn to bake like that? And she's like, my dad. And they were like, your dad, dad? And she's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> she says, yeah, he left me with recipes. Like, total fumble. They decide they're going to deliver the presents and make it a tradition every year to go and give to the kids. Yep. And a tradition every month to go, like, check on the orphanage yeah, and hang sure out. Yeah, make sure it's okay. Make yeah, sure that really the nice. money is being allocated correctly. Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, good. Um, All right, then back to the house with... Uh, well, then we'll talk about the kiss. What happened, Algus? The kiss? Yeah. Okay, so there was mistletoe, and they were both standing beneath it at the orphanage, and the kids were like, look, it's mistletoe. Oh, are you in love? And they're like, yeah. She's like, I love him very much. Yeah. Indeed. So anyway, they kiss... We, we shouldn't just so anyway that that's a big deal in a romance movie. That is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, kisses are important. And it's their first as a couple, and they're about to get married. So they could have waited till the wedding day. They could have saved it for marriage. They did not. But it's it's the modern age. We don't save for marriage. So then we're back to the set from Elf. And Stacey and Olivia have to say goodbye to each other. And they're sad. And watching Netflix. They make it clear that Olivia's mom is a piece of trash, and they kind of kicked her to the curb. So mm-hmm. no love there. They are watching TV. And this is one of my favorite things in the Netflix movies this year is the inception they put in there where they're looking through Netflix for something to watch mm-hmm. and they pull up Christmas prints. Yep. It's just the best thing ever. Like Netflix promoting Netflix within Netflix. So good. They watch that and Kevin gives Stacy a locket with the Santa photo from when they went and saw Santa and she said she wanted a new mom. They end up kissing. Yep, and then it's like a mistake kiss. It's like, ah. And she's like, please forget this ever happened. And he's like, why? Why does it matter? Like, she's mm-hmm. like, just trust me. Mm-hmm. And it's really complicated because he thinks he's in love with his best friend, but it's a different person. Like, that's really big. All right, so then after. Oh, and somewhere in there, Edward gives Duchess the family crest, which is like love, honor, and truth, right? Right, moving on. Yep. There's sabotage in the studio. Sabotage! Other person competing in the cooking competition mm-hmm. breaks into the studio that yep. doesn't have any security. She breaks into the propaganda ministry without security <laughs> and then cuts the cord of the KitchenAid mixer. On the on Stacy's station. Dun dun dun. Yeah, she uses like wire cutters to cut the KitchenAid's cord. Alright, then there's the post date debrief where oh, yeah, so the girls have to go happens. switch back. 
Yeah, they're on the phone with each other, and then they're realizing, like, oh, you're in love with that man. I'm mm-hmm. in love with this man. And they're like, oh, what a mess. Yeah. I love Kevin. I love Edward. Help, 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 help. During this time, uh, the servant is taking pictures. Right, they're not on the phone. They're actually together at this point. Right. Because they have to do the switch back. Right. Um, so Mr. DeLuca, the prince's servant who's been assigned to figure out what in the crumbs is going on here. He's taking some pictures and he slips and falls two stories. It's very Home Alone-ish as far as like the yeah. violence because he sits up and goes like, oh, but he still like lays back down and gets the pick. I thought it was just checking to make sure he got the pick. Well, both combo. Okay. So then we're going to the baking competition and it looks like the sabotage didn't really work. Stacy is a good enough. Yeah, she's great. Baker. Great she, baker. She pulls through the fondant. Cake looks like a bunch of cans stacked on top of It looks of like coffee other. cans, honestly. It looks like they bought different coffee cans and then layered in fondant. And then, yeah. and then uh, the prince's parents, they, uh, they're they aware of this switch that happened. They send the duchess and the prince to the studio. Are they aware? Yeah, they are aware. They talk No, to she them said they, she feels sick. She found the pictures. The pictures were delivered. Right, but I don't think she looked at them, did she? Yeah, she did. And then she talked with the magic man, and the magic man's magic like, man, magic looks man. like a princess to me. Or like, striking resemblance, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and so the mom's like, yeah, that girl was pretty cool. And the actual duchess is not that cool. So right. I'd rather have that person in my family. Yep. Uh, so, and Olivia teases Stacy for being in love with Prince Mothballs. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so then the prince and the duchess leave, and you see the guards again. They still look terrible. They look awful, just God. rock bottom. And the duchess and prince are bas- she basically sends them out to hand out the queen sends the duchess and prince out to hand out the ribbons at the baking competition yeah. in hopes that they will discover right. The Duchess walks in, and with the sunglasses she wears in her outfit, I know they're trying to make her look like Jackie Onassis, but she totally looks like Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> the shape of the glasses I is all wrong. I just think she's a woman in sunglasses trying to hide. It's funny, though. All right, so here's, here's the thing. So there's the big reveal, and there's this big harangue of, <laughs> uh, oh, you're in love with her, and you're I'm in love with her, and this is going to work out. But here's the thing. Earlier in the movie, they point out that marriages are arranged for political reasons. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's about love. So I think if this IRL, yeah, then Stacy would be a mistress. Oh, for sure. I thought about that too. Yeah. She totally would not be a princess. She would be a mistress that is actually in love with a prince. Yeah. There's no real happily ever after there. Mm-hmm. It would be a total Camilla situation. What? Okay. Prince Charles married Princess Diana because she was, quote, a virgin or whatever. That was basically the reason, because Camilla wasn't. He was actually dating Camilla, Camilla Parker Bowles. Okay. However, he was just still dating Camilla on the side, and it always broke Diana's heart. Diana started seeking company elsewhere. We all know the end of that very sad story. And then Camilla still married Charles, which was like, what the hell? Okay, that's my take on British world drama. In dramatic fashion, the drama is drawn out in front of everybody. Everybody sees that, like, oh. Stacy's, like, yelling at the prince in front of everybody. He's like, you can move your shop here. Stacy, you're my destiny. We're meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And then, but he Which says, is- he says kind of, he, he then sells it like, hey, let's try this thing out for a year. Yeah. Which is very practical for these movies. It's very practical. It's he surprising. says, if you still love me a year from today, mm-hmm. we will marry. And they do. they do. And the mystery man's at the wedding. Well, but the thing is, Stacey never got her baking medal. I noticed that. Oh, stripped of her title. 
I don't know if she was stripped of her title. She got the title, but it, the medal was never given to her. But I guess like Maybe they being married to a prince is a good good thing. Consolation prize. Uh, bouquet toss. So that happens at the wedding. Yep. A year later, of course, they get married. And they zoom on their cake. So the cake is uh, two... Uh, two stags. Two stags. So two male deer. Yeah. It well, looks like it's supposed to be a male and a female deer, and they Because one's slightly smaller than the other, but... And the antlers are, like, slightly offset. <laughs> yeah. So it's really more like a power bottom and a top together than it is, like, a male and a female. My thing is, did no one on this movie realize that, like, female deer don't have antlers? Maybe they reused the cake from another set. About a gay wedding? <laughs> Yeah, is there like a gay Christmas Prince movie? I'm waiting for that to come out, and I hope Netflix drops it this weekend so we can cover it. There's a lot of heteronormativity. Well, we'll look around. If anybody has seen this cake in any other movie, let us know. Yeah, we just please kind of write into our ex- social media. We want explanation. Hashtag Deer Cake. Yeah, so the, the last impression I have of this movie is, is the two uh, male deer on the cake. I do, too. It should be that she throws the bouquet... And that the Duchess catches it, and Kevin's like, you better hold on to that bouquet. What are you doing on New Year's? And it's like, whoa. They dated for a year, and I guess he's ready to get married right now. He's feeling the romance in the air. And then they do a toast, Merry Christmas, one and all. To make it a Christmas movie. To make it a Christmas movie. (laughs) It still was. There was a lot of Christmas village. There was a lot of Christmas. There was a Christmas baking competition. (laughs) She said poinsettias incorrectly, which drove me insane. (laughs) What would be your rating? Oh, my gosh. if I said anything negative in here, it was only just a, a slight begrudgment. Mm-hmm. This movie is top-notch, and I would give it five Christmas trees. I would happen to agree. I would give it five Santa emojis. Wow, well, I guess. Uh, I think for a Christmas movie, this is the perfect example. This is what it should be. It's acted well. The funnies uh, are funny. The funnies are funny, and things just kind of make sense. It feels magical. It's whimsical. It's what Christmas should be all about. Yeah, the plot holes are thin. You know, there's not much there. Yeah, and they kind of cover their tracks a little bit. It's pretty good. But it's a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. So then even the the inconsistencies yeah. seem okay. Yeah. Because it just does, they don't just they don't take themselves very seriously. Right. In this movie. Uh, you're just there for a fun ride. So, August, what does this teach us about Christmas? So, this movie teaches us that we can ask Santa for a different life, and it's possible. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie teaches us about Christmas that it's not necessarily about good or bad people. It's just about the right people. It's pretty good. All right. All right I think we're done. What movie are we going to do next? I don't know, but I, I have a more pressing question. Okay, so sure. What, what do you think is the best principality? Oh, shoot. I mean, Belgravia was like a little bit more wishy-washy than so Eldovia. So Belgravia and Eldovia went to war. Eldovia, for sure. <laughs> Eldovia has way better military standing. <laughs> Belgravia is a freaking mess. Yeah, but maybe Belgravia is a little more remote. Maybe Belgravia is just Switzerland, so they're like, don't 